Hello, and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast in partnership with Ascension. Abiding Together is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Sister Miriam James, and every week I am joined by two of my dearest friends ever, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. What you're going to find is we're three normal women who are on the journey, who laugh, we cry, we have all kinds of adventures, and our heart is to share our love of Christ with you, our friendship, and all the beautiful and broken places that we encounter. So you are most welcome to join us on this journey. Grab a cup of coffee, get settled in, and welcome home. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Abiding Together, and we got a lot of great feedback from our last week's episode on the word for the year. So we hope that you found a word, you shared your word, and you're living in the word, and to see how the word's going to unfold. Um, It is uh, season five. We still can't believe it's season five, and here we are together once again. Heather and Michelle, my dear friends, have joined me on the journey. We're going to talk about story today as we prepare for our new book study on the Chronicles of Narnia, and Michelle is looking very serious. She's wearing her glasses. Very Uh, studious. Very studious. studious. Michelle, is this a new phase? Is this like 2019 phase for you or what? What? To wear my glasses? Maybe. I think it's the getting old and need to see phase. And so, but (laughs) if you think it makes me look studious, thank you so much, sister. I appreciate that. Studious is a nice way of saying old. Heather, I I love you so much. How are you today? I love you. I love you. Yes, I'm feeling the love so greatly right now. How are you today, Heather? I'm well. I'm doing really good. Yeah, it's so cold outside. I don't know. Just all of a sudden, cold snaps. So they say it's snow. It might come, but we haven't had any snow yet. I know a lot of people think Canada is like a snowy wasteland, but really, we haven't even had snow yet. So it would kind of be nice if we did. So yeah, I'm doing well. How are you, sister? Yeah, I'm doing well. I was just at Seek at the huge conference from Focus, which was incredible. We'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, it was great. A really great experience. Met a lot of people. I just want to give a shout out. Can I just say to all the people that I talked to at the Seek conference who mentioned how much our podcast has blessed them, I just want to say thank you. It was very humbling and just we're so grateful for you and just for all of our listeners. So yeah, that was a tremendous experience. I'm in Florida right now helping out at a priest retreat, which is really beautiful. So mm-hmm. sunny Florida, nice and calm. And I went for a lovely walk and it's all good. All good. Nice. And I do <laughs> want to say, if people want to hear Sisters Talks from the Seek Conference, they are you are able to access them at seek2019.com. And I think you can check out a whole bunch of talks. And there's two that Sister gave if you want to look at those. They were really powerful. So good job. Good job, Sister. They were amazing. They were amazing. Woohoo! We're so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Michelle and I were were listening to the live stream, praying Holy Spirit fire, you know, from from all the places <laughs> to come down. It was it was amazing. We were proud. So proud. Oh yeah, I love you guys. You guys are. I couldn't have done it without you. Like that was too late group effort. Everybody. I mean, you guys know how much of a meltdown it took for me to get there. So it was yeah, it pierced but beautiful. So yeah, thank you so much. Um, so what we're gonna talk about today is we're gonna talk about the power of story and why we love a good story and how you're in a good story and why stories speak to us. And so we have a couple quotes we want to use to guide our conversation today. Uh, one from two, well, two great authors, one from C.S. Lewis and one from Flannery O'Connor. And I love that both of them. So the first one, C.S. Lewis, were um, from his book on stories and other essays on literature. He says, the story of Christ is simply a true myth, a myth working on us in the same way as the others, but with this tremendous difference in that it actually really happened, <laughs> which is so yeah. true. It's such a great story. And then Flannery O'Connor says, a story is a way to say something that can't be said any other way. 
And I think we all know, even if we don't know consciously, we certainly know subconsciously the power of a good story. And it's very easy for us as human beings to be drawn into a story where we're so riveted by it that time passes without even realizing it. And we are we become one with the hero of the story or the villain of the story, or we're just kind of sucked into story. So I know this is especially dear to Michelle's heart. So kind of, Michelle, I want to just give you kind of a chance to frame this whole discussion and kind of why we're doing it and, and what what what's so powerful about it for you? I think what is so powerful is that is um, stories is how we learn, how we hear each other's um, experiences, how we relate to one another. I think Jesus was a perfect example. Uh, I love Madeline Engel says, you know, Jesus wasn't a theologian. He was a storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he taught people in um, parables. You know, that is how he taught people and he made them relational and he made them not only relational, he made them relatable. And there's something about a powerful story that moves you, that opens up your eyes and um, just introduces you to wonder. But for us as people that are Christian and people that are Catholic, you know, we have this beautiful story of salvation history, you know, and mm-hmm. it's recorded in scripture and recorded parts in um, church teaching. But what a powerful thing is, is, you know, we have a role to play in it, too. You know, like we each and every one of us have our own stories. And when we realize that we are connected to a bigger story, I think it um, allows us to think differently and pray differently. And most importantly, live differently, you know, because we are something part of something bigger um, than ourselves. And there is just something about a story that just moves you. You know, when it's really well done, it can move you to laughter. It can move you to tears. It can move you to, you know, any gamut of emotion. It can move you. And um, I remember listening to a college professor and he said, the um, the people that tell the stories the best are the ones that rule a culture. Mm. And I would love for Christianity and especially Catholic Christians to be able to tell the story the best, you know, this powerful story of redemption and resurrection and restoration of Jesus and his cross and what it means in our lives, um, you know, to live a really good story well. Yeah. So that's my thought. For the power of story, what about you, Heather? Yeah, stories, I think, are some of the best ways to communicate deeper truths. You know, like we can understand Mm -hmm. truth and like what is right and wrong and things with our mind, but we become really deeply connected and moved by it when we hear a story. And I think that's why Jesus Mm. used stories. I mean, one was he wanted to be able to speak to everybody. He wanted everybody to access the truth, not just, um, you know, the the high and mighty and not just the well-educated. So I think it's a beautiful way, um, not just to have our minds understand something, but our hearts understand it. Mm. And to me, that's a huge thing. I think stories, the best stories are the ones that speak of deeper truths, the deeper reality of, of the story that we are living and the story that we are made for. And that's why they move our hearts. You know, everybody loves a good story with a hero. Everybody loves a good story that has, you know, an encounter with evil and where love wins in the end, because that's what our hearts are made for. You know, that's what they speak to. And we are a part of a big story. And I think we often forget that. I love this quote by John Eldridge. He says, um, for most of us, life feels like a movie we've arrived at 45 minutes late. <laughs> that's a good one. We don't quite know what's going on. You know, we don't quite, we don't really remember the beginning or we don't know the beginning and we don't, and we don't know what's going to happen. And we're, and we feel a little bit lost. I know I feel that way many times in my life. I'm just like going through, I'm like, what is going on right now? Like, I don't have a clear understanding vision purpose of where I've come from and where I'm going. Um, and so I think it's a beautiful reflection to go, where am I in the story? The story of salvation is my story. It's not just a story. It's not just 
a fairy tale. It's real and it's true mm. and it's something that I'm living. And if we don't know where we've come from in our, our salvation history or where we're going, we're going to feel very lost in that. What are your thoughts, sister? Yes. I mean, when you look at the definition of story, like if you just look up the word story and dictionary.com, it says um, an account of imaginary or real people and events told for entertainment, which I thought that was an interesting definition. And I think yeah. we all, we love to be entertained, which is interesting. And we, we love to kind of escape, I guess, quote unquote reality. But I would really say it's it, the true story. The real story, like as you both are saying, speaks to much deeper parts of our own hearts and stories. And I think if you look at traditional, just say stories of society, say you look at fairy tales that are passed down from generation to generation, or you look at movie movies that are popular generation after generation. I mean, you look at things like Lord of the Rings or you look at uh, the Star Wars series or things like that. Like, why is that popular from generation to generation? It's because it's speaking of a timeless truth. Mm -hmm. That's why those stories ring true to us. And, you know, like we talked about, that's, that's why we love a good story. We can't resist. And really ultimately is that all of us live out the story of Christ. He lives in us and we live in him. And so he takes our lives into him and he gives us his life. And so all of us are on the story of, of, of life, of death, of resurrection and the hope of eternal glory. I was very interesting. I went through this phase many years ago of watching some Asian movies, just like different Asian movies. And, um, I noticed that in different worldviews, uh, for us, we're very used to a uh, happy ever after story, the end, the storylines, and they it lived happily ever after. And in certain cultures, that's not the narrative of the culture. And I was just noticing, like, sometimes their their movies ended very differently than Christian, like the, the West, the East and West is very different, you know, in certain respects. And I just noticed that it's, for us, the story of the ha happily ever after is a direct revelation of Christianity where Christianity says like, that's, that's the truth of who we are, that we hope for eternal glory, which in different societies, as they have a different religions, that's not how, that's not how the stories end. So I thought that was very interesting of just even societal movies and societal, how, how conflict is resol resolved or how movies end. How does the hero finally resolve the issue? And in different societies, it's, re it's, it's revealed in different things. But I think all of us, really, because all of us came from God and we're going back to God, we do all hope for that. We do hope for the the, the hope of life eternal, of love eternal, of beauty, consuming beauty forever. And so we see those longings in our souls, uh, which I thought just was very interesting to kind of think about as we ponder hmm. that. You know, something I've noticed recently in, in like a lot of different movies and TV series is that there seems to be a struggle to, to find a real hero. Like somebody who's really good. Mm -hmm. And I, and I find that I hate those mm -hmm. stories. Like I hate those series <clears throat> and movies where there's just no hero, where it's just continual conflict. Mm -hmm. And there, and it just is a display of like the most evil parts of humanity over and over and over and over again. And I've, and I've wondered, you know, is this because in our society today, there's a real lack of hope in the goodness of people that is present in the world, you know, that can someone truly be good? And, and I think we've just have lost sight of where tr truth, mm -hmm. goodness, and beauty are mm -hmm. in many aspects yeah. of the world. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, where there are shows like This Is Us that show the humanity and the redemption of these stories and just the life of the stories, but especially the power um, of the father figure, Jack, you know, that we all long for that father figure that would fight for us and that would, um, you know, come and rescue us like, you know, 
that all the different things and all the different episodes and love his wife so well, but yet he's very human too, you know, so you see the human hero and um, there's something in us, like the emotion that that show invokes in people, it speaks to the core of our humanity and it speaks mm -hmm. to something bigger, like a deeper longing. Mm -hmm. You know, we all want husbands like that. We all want mm -hmm. to be loved that way. We all want fathers that way, you know, just to something about it. And it's the longings of a human heart written out in, um, you know, showed displayed in a story form that can really move you. Um, yeah. And it was interesting. I was watching part of the Golden Globes on Sunday, you know, and these are the best movies and I didn't know half of them. And so, but I, it was funny, the ones that I always gear towards that I'm like interested ones are ones that I love true stories, but they're always ones that have redemption in it. And, um, and friends of ours were watching that new Netflix one with Sandra Bullock. What is that called? Bird, whatever. What? Oh, what is it called? I don't know. Huh? Where's Bird Box? Where she's? What the heck is that? I haven't seen it. I, I do not know. want to watch something where I'm scared to death for the whole entire time. I even saw the previews and it freaked me out. I was like, it gave me post traumatic stress watching the previews. <laughs> and so I was like, I mean, I don't know why people yeah. see stories to scare you and cause trauma, but you know, hey, I haven't watched it. Maybe it's redemptive. But seriously, like, who mm -hmm. has time for that? You know? Yeah. So yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. And like stories can bring. <clears throat> stories can evoke a lot of emotion from us. You know, some of them are just purely for entertainment like that. Some people enjoy that experience, you know, of being afraid or whatever. Um, but there is a different kind of story writing that can help us actually understand our life better. It helps us make sense of our experience, of our desire, of our pain. And it can help to bring truth there in a way that it, that is, is really, really powerful in a way that someone can't just tell you because of the emotion that it evokes. That's true. And, um, you know, every story has some good components to it, right? So it has a hero, it has an antagonist, it has a journey, it's an adventure, it has triumph, it has setback, it has usually has some obstacle that the hero has to overcome. And so often stories are really teaching lessons for us. And we see in the story of others how to overcome. We see the story of what went wrong. We see, you know, like Heather or Michelle was alluding to in the, in the beginning of Christ teaches in parables. So he tells stories of learning lessons, of, of what it means to pursue goodness, truth, and beauty, what it means to avoid evil. And so we learn through these different characters, really, you know, what, what is excellence as a human person? It's such a great tool for, for learning lessons, right, more than information, because it relates to us on an intellectual and a volitional and also an emotional level. It pulls us as a whole human person into the drama. And really, you know, John Paul II would so often speak about drama, you know, because he was in the theater and in poetry, and he's talked about the drama of every person, like the drama of our human story that all of us haven't. So all of us have a story that has just like any good book. It's got you as the, the, the hero, right? The hero of your own story. And it's got, you probably have some antagonists some some villains in your story. You have triumphs, you have setbacks, you have weaknesses, you have strengths, you, you're on a journey, you're on a great adventure. And you, like everybody else probably wonders if you're going to reign victorious in the end, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And so we, we love to, I think in many ways own the glorious chapters of our stories, but if you've been listening to our podcast at any length of time, you know also that you know, we have sorrowful mysteries as well. And those, my dear friends, are as important, if not more important than anything easy in life is because many times in the difficult seasons is where we learn what it means to be human and how to, to go through suffering and how to go through a transformation and just 
as that is to emerge resurrected and to emerge victorious. So our stories are very important. It's why we must know our own stories. My dear friends, we cannot have chapters of our stories that we haven't read Mm -hmm. or that we are unwilling to read because it's all pointing us into a direction and God wastes nothing. He wastes nothing Mm -hmm. in our stories. Yeah. And the best stories always have um, sacrifice and suffering, which mm-hmm. ends up being something glorious in the end, mm-hmm. because that speaks of the real story. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus came to show us how to live. That's one of the reasons why he he came. He explains our, our life as mother Teresa says. And I think even in the Christmas story, which we all just encountered over and over again throughout the Advent season and the Christmas season is that God shows us that he is the light of the world who comes into the darkness. Like I, we've all heard the Christmas story, like, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of times. I'm not sure what number we could put on that, but there's something always that can speak to the depths of our pain, sorrow, hope, dreams about that story, because mm-hmm. it's true. It was true. Then it's true. Now it speaks to the core of who we are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I love this quote by Dr. Alexander Shia. He says, when I, he was talking about like the Christmas story and Christmas happening in the darkest time of the year. Uh And he said, he said, he was talking about what that teaches him. And he said, when I go to the deepest dark, something miraculous happens. Mm. These are the screaming birth pains of phenomenal new radiance. Mm. Oh, say that last part again. Say that last part again. That's gorgeous. Yeah. He said something miraculous happens. These are the screaming birth pains of phenomenal new radiance. And and this is what the Christmas story teaches us is that God cries out as a little child in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of a world that is longing for him, like the weary world. And he, he cries out and this is where the light of the world is born in a dirty old stable, which is similar to our hearts, you know, similar to our world, similar to our family, similar to our culture, similar to everything that we're experiencing right now. So how we can enter into the truth, somebody could say to me, you know, well, Jesus is the light of the world and he was born in a stable and I could go, oh, cool. You know, but you start telling me the story and how that relates to my story. And it brings me to a whole different level of understanding, not just about the story, but about me. And I think that mm-hmm. is, that is where the power of story is like none other. Mm. And mm. I think there's something, you know, God is a storyteller. And, you know, for scripture, it starts as in the beginning. But when we hear those words once upon a time, there is something in our hearts that like stirs, you know, like how Mm -hmm. many times can Mm -hmm. they redo a Cinderella story or, you know, these fairy tales, you know, but because there is the hero, there is the villain, there is the romance. All of us are wired as humans, this longing to have that, you know, that is how God designed us. And I was thinking about it, you know, like, okay, the Lord has put us in this time, in this place for a reason. So what is the part of our story in salvation history? And it was interesting when, sister, you were giving your talk for Seek, you were talking about your birth mother and being adopted, you know, and you were talking about what a brave woman she was to Mm -hmm. choose life. And for the first time, I thought to myself, it hit Mm -hmm. me, you know, and how long have we been friends? I'm like, oh my gosh, what if she did not make that choice, you know? Like, you know, what, Mm -hmm. like a missing link in the world in my life, but in the world would be, there would be this huge void if you were not there, you know, like, but Mm -hmm. God knew that you needed to be here in this time, in this season, you know, in 2019 for salvation history, like that you had a part to play in this role, you know, and our stories are powerful when we own them, but not only when we own them, but when we surrender them to the Lord to write them. 
you know, like he is the best author mm -hmm. and the best creator. Yes. And like, I mean, I've said a couple of times on the podcast, God does amazing things, surrender people, but God does amazing things through surrendered stories. You know, he writes the happily ever after. Mm -hmm. And it is oftentimes not what we think it looks like because we didn't think the savior yes. of the world would come in a um, manger in a stable either. You know, God is very, um, interesting in his um, storytelling, sometimes his plot twists, sometimes his um, where the scene is going to mm -hmm. take place. But um, there's, you know, there's always a resurrection. There is always something that is just, he tells the best stories and they're more than we can ever imagine or dream. And um, so mm -hmm. I think, but oftentimes we like to shrink back from the stories that God has written for us, or we like to take the pen mm -hmm. out of his hand and say, Hey, I got this. I can write this better than you. And I want a different ending. But when he's like, Oh, the ending I have for you, or even the beginning I have for you is so much better than you could even imagine or dream. Come on, hand me over the pen. Let me do this. I, I know what mm -hmm. I'm doing here. Sometimes the story that God is writing doesn't make sense to us. That's that's often our experience and our limited perspective that we have. So, you know, when we see Jesus in the story of salvation, like carrying his cross up to the hill and everybody's going, what is going on? Like those would be moments in my life where I'd like to take the pen out of God's hand and go, okay, we're, we're going to go the opposite direction. Okay. Because that, that doesn't end well. But the beautiful thing about God is that he can take everything. That's what, that's what the crucifixion and the resurrection teaches us. He can take the worst things and turn them into something beautiful. And I think that's where we need to hold space for one another's stories to be able to speak that truth and hope into each other's stories. When, when we are at our lowest, when we don't understand, when we want to take the pen out of God's hand, that we would be encouragers to speak the truth about how the story ends with God. It always ends with him. You know, when we are seeking him, when we offer our surrendered life to him, it always ends with union with him. Like that is our hope. That's what our hearts are longing for. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to hold that space and encourage one another in the story. You know, I mean, sister Michelle was just referring to your story. It's, it's such a beautiful story, but it's filled with pain. You know, it's filled with hard things, but look at what God has done already. And we've only seen part of it. You know, look at how he took something so broken from the beginning and is turning it into something so stunning. It's absolutely amazing. So we need to be able to speak this truth of our stories to one mm. another. That's true. And invite others into our story, you know, because truly, truly God is the author and the finisher. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the author and finisher of our lives. And he brings peoples. He weaves stories together. Does he not intertwine stories? And so mm. our stories are never lived in isolation. They're lived in fellowship. And so inviting others like into those parts of our stories, into all the chapters. And we, then what happens is our stories merge and we make the journey together. So I become part of your story, you become part of mine, and, and the story is lived out in community and relationship, which is really what heaven is ultimately, the, the communion of all for, all, for all eternity with God and with all who, who love him. And so that, that's why those, those kinds of things speak to us. And I think as we, especially as we move into Narnia, as we're about to journey into the, the story of Narnia, which I think we talked about last week, C.S. Lewis mentioning you know, to his niece as he writes the, the stories of, you know, one day you'll be old enough for fairy tales again. And, you know, this is such a great story of so many aspects of our lives, everything from um, wonder, like children to, to wonder, to faith, to, to, you know, the desire all of us have to be Kings and Queens, you know, to be a part of a great adventure, to be encountered by the one who loves us. And we just see when people get into trouble through greed or jealousy or, or dissension, and we see mercy, we see redemption and it's just such a wonderful revelation of the human soul 
told in such a beautiful way, really by one of the greatest masters in literature, C.S. Lewis. So I'm looking forward to really, you know, journeying through that. I've read the book and of course we've seen the movies, but just to really a journey again, because every time you make a journey, you're in a different place on your journey. And so maybe you read the book 10 or 20 years ago. And, um, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to invite you and we'll post on social media and the website, you know, this, the chapters for that particular uh, discussion. Mm -hmm. And it'd be great if you could read the chapters beforehand and go with us, but you don't have to, right? And if you fall behind, that's okay too. But just to kind of read as you read it, it's just not an intellectual exercise or really an exercise of imagination as much as it's an exercise of the heart. And it'll be very interesting to see what parts speak to you in this season of your life right now in 2019 versus even last year or 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. And God can use anything. I mean, some of you might feel a resistance to this. Some of you may be like, I don't like stories like this. I don't really want to do this, which you don't have to mm -hmm. do this. You're so welcome no. to, to skip it and <laughs> to just not. or listen to the yeah. podcast and not read the book, whatever you want to do. But, but it could be an opportunity to, as you read it, to just invite the Lord to speak to you through the story, Amen. you know, to just Amen. reveal truths to you through the story. And I think oftentimes when we read fiction or watch something like on Netflix or whatever, we read to try to escape our realities. You know, we it's like an escape. It's something mm -hmm. like this. But, you know, mm -hmm. I think I'm a, for us, like for Chronicles of Narnia, what if we try to um, read this book to um, engage through the lens of wonder? you know, not escape, but mm -hmm. to engage and yeah. to see what the Holy Spirit has for us and to see like, okay, what does it look not to be childish, but childlike, you know, what does it mean to embrace Amen. wonder? You know, what does it mean to have that longing for Aslan? You know, what does it mean, you know, um, for Jesus to say once upon a time in your story right now, you know, um, to bring mm -hmm. back things like from your childhood, but to really approach it through the lens of wonder and beauty and um, to be, you know, like Sister Miriam says, are you old enough to read fairy tales again? You know, really. And so, um, and I think that's powerful. And I think for all of us, it's easy. Um, one of my biggest concerns, especially is with the generations, um, a couple younger us, you know, I have a lot of 20 somethings that I work with, you know, millennials or whatever, um, is I think um, we are so attached to our phones and some, you know, and looking down, um, to our mm -hmm. phones and looking at other people's Instagram stories and what other stories that we ourselves are not, um, in our busyness of scrolling, we're not looking up into the gaze of the father and seeing what the story the Holy Spirit is trying to tell in our lives, because we're looking to everyone else's stories instead of allowing, um, the Holy Spirit to unfold ours in a powerful way, you know? So it is Amen. just, yeah, like I am really excited to see like, okay, what is the wonder and awe we're going to experience in this next series that we do together. Yeah. And I love that we get to do it on a journey with you guys. Oh. And it's going to be like a little adventure. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's different ways that you can engage in, in the podcast. So you're welcome to just listen to the weekly podcast, read the book with us. We have an online discussion group where throughout the book study, we're going to be posting different, um, questions for discussion as well as, uh, some little adventurous things Michelle has up her sleeve, which we'll announce later. Um, but also at home, you know, just with a friend or, or with somebody in your family or a small group at the parish, where, whatever you want to do, I, there's multiple ways that you can engage and we'll, we'll have discussion questions and journaling questions posted on the website with each episode. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh my gosh. And I think, you know, we're about to talk about our one things here, but I wonder just as I'm pondering this, I just throw this out there. Maybe I wonder just for us this week, as we prepare for this time into the line, the witch in the wardrobe, you know, maybe if just this week we could kind of all ponder, what are some themes in your life? What are some themes in your story? 
So if you could choose three, what are three themes that you see in your story of where God has come into your story or what's been revealed or what is God speaking to you? And I think just because you're going to see themes also in Narnia and you'll see those tied throughout the, all the seven books of the series, but you'll see that coming into Narnia of the themes of Aslan, the themes of the children, of, of the, the destiny, the dignity of their lives and where they're headed. So I wonder if that might just be helpful for us as we kind of like, well, what are some of the themes of my story? You know, what are some of the things that God has been speaking to my life or what are some of the patterns in my life? You know, and I, what, what does God want to say to me about that, especially in this new year? And we have a new word for the year. Like, what does God want to say about that? Hmm. Good questions. Yeah, so, so anyway, ladies. All right. So we have come to the time. The time is here where we do our, we choose our one thing for the week. And, um, oh, I just want to say this real quick, if we could, that we get a lot of listener feedback and, um, we, we rec- we said this before, but we just have a lot of new listeners. So I'm just going to say that again, and we'll make kind of a disclaimer as an ongoing thing, but uh, we've had some listeners come back and say, well, the person that you recommended also recommends this or this. And we just want to say that we in, in no way, shape or form endorse all the content of our outside sources. And we want to help you choose what is good, true and beautiful. And so we're only recommending certain things, but we don't want, we want you to know right now, we don't endorse everything that our outside sources recommend. So please rest assured in that, that, uh, we are aware of certain things, but there's certain things we just cannot control. And maybe down the road, we're going to do a series, an episode on discernment of how to discern what is good, true, and beautiful. But please understand that we just ask you as listeners, as adults to use your discernment on, on any other things. So we want you to know that any endorsement that we give of, or even our one things that come from a variety of sources that we are not, um, endorsing everything that those people believe or anything that they promote. So we just want to make another disclaimer in that regard. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Heather, Michelle, Kim. Michelle, what's your one thing? No, sorry, because she put it on me last time. Michelle, you first. Oh, Gosh, you. I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Oh, good. Well, I'll steal yours. So my one thing is actually Father Mike Schmidt's talk from Seek at the last closing Ooh. talk. Uh-huh. Oh. And so besides oh. Sister Miriam's talk, uh, Sister's talk was so oh, powerful was and so good. Um Father Mike Schmidt's talk, the closing talk with Seek was powerful. The story that he tells about the girl, Lucy. And can I just give kudos to that girl, Lucy, for having the courage to be able to share what was in her heart? And can I give super kudos to Father Mike Schmitz, who just received that Mm -hmm. so beautifully and humbly and just allowed us and invited us into his um, vulnerability and strength by telling that story. Uh, it will leave you just in tears and I'll put the link up, but, but it was a powerful mm-hmm. story. And once again, thank you to father Mike Schmitz for being that kind of priest. Um, you make us proud and you, um, help us restore the beauty in the church and we are forever grateful for that. So thank you. So sister, I'm skipping Heather. What is your one thing? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Father Mike, he's a wonderful priest. Yeah. God bless him. Um, I, for me, aside from our listeners and everybody that I talk to at seek, I just want to say you're my one thing also, but I do have to say my one thing for the week ladies is the massive upset of Alabama football by Clemson. Can I just oh, say, yes. thank God. <laughs> Thank God that uh, Clemson won. Sorry for all you go go our Roll Tide fans. My bad, but geez, we had to see them go down. So Clemson in a huge upset over Alabama in the national championship. So and if you could job, have seen guys. Sister and I's texts back and forth to one another during the game, <laughs> so, and Heather so Heather good, watched dude. too. I want to give her some credit. She did watch the game. And I so, watched the entire game. I'm basically like a huge football fan all of a sudden. Uh, I mean, it's just amazing. <laughs> it's miraculous. Can you hear the excitement in her voice? Can you hear the zeal? As she says it. I don't know yeah. if it's by choice. <laughs> I don't know if it's by choice, but it is on in my house now all the time since I have a son and a 
and a husband who loved to watch. So, okay, talk about stories of redemption right there. Here, I mean, that's it right there. Like, there is hope, y'all. If Heather Kim hope. can watch college football or any football, there you go. There's hope for us. Yes, okay. conversion is real. It's true. <laughs> so, my uh, one thing for this week is a song from the latest Hillsong Young and Free album called Highs and Lows. And it's based a little bit off of Psalm 139, where the question is asked, where could I run from your love? Mm. And the song is just about the steadfast love of God, like no matter whether we're in a high place or we're in a low place or we've wandered away, that his mercy is an even flow. And to be honest with you, when I heard this song, I was in my car and I just started weeping as I was (laughs) driving, just listening to this. It ministered so deeply to me and I hope it blesses you as well. Mm, It's a good one. So thank you. Uh, Oh, I also wanted to make one special (laughs) announcement. Uh, We just found out that we crossed 1 million downloads of our podcast and we were in so much shock. We just don't even know what to say about that. We're so (laughs) humbled by the response and uh, we just can't believe it. So thank you, dear listeners. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing our podcast um, and for all your kind words that you send to us. We're so, so grateful to be on the journey with you. Amen. What a blessing. Amen. Thank you so much. So next week, dear friends, we begin. So Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Check it out. Pick it up. Read it. Uh, the first few chapters. And... Look at some of the themes in your own life as God continues to speak his beauty and mercy over you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend? You can leave us a rating, leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us get the message out to as many people as possible. If you would like the show notes emailed to you, you can go to ascensionpress.com forward slash abiding together. That's ascensionpress.com forward slash abiding together and enter your email address click the subscribe button and the show notes will be on their way to you every week you can also find the show notes on the ascension press website as well as each episode on the itunes podcast app you'll find everything there you can join our private facebook group and join our community and just get in on everything that's going on we love to hear from you send us an email give us a shout out we are happy to be on the journey with you and until next week we will be abiding together Thank you so much.